Welcome to the goat work. Two men. Two weeks. And 200 kilometers across Corsica. Join me, Anthony David Adams. And me, Bowen Dwelly. Lifelong friends and adventure partners. As we set off on Europe's most difficult and most interesting long distance trekking route. The legendary GR20. With the goal of answering one burning question. Do we possess the perfect fitness that the GR20 is considered to require? Each episode covers one day of our journey through the incomparable mountain landscape of Corsica. With technical details, insights from the trail, surprise guests, emotional oversharing, and bread, more bread, and nothing but bread for breakfast, pretty much every day. We did the clown work. We've done the bus work. And now we're inviting you along for the goat work. Okay, we're, we're just gonna roll in here. I'm just gonna <laughs> there we go. So it's uh, day eight, stage eight, eight and nine combined. Episode eight. Episode eight. Uh, Coming to you from the beds. <laughs> from the horizontal. Il mondo horizontale. Vizzavona? Uh, Vizzavona si chiama. Hotel Vizzavona. Hotel, yeah, and like I thought this was going to be a town of Vizzavona, but it, there's no town. No town. It's a train station, I mean, uh, by which I mean a stop, <laughs> like a bus stop, <laughs> and a, a little bar by the yeah. train station, and there is a, like, Some French fries. A quite a nice little hotel <laughs> staffed by, like, the, the most neurotic person I've met in some time. <laughs> he was nice to me. <laughs> Super. <laughs> he seems so nice to me. Oh, good, good. Um, I don't speak French though, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I just spoke Italian with him. Today, well, we had to, we had a heavy duty day today. Uh, we doubled up the stage for the first time. We combined stages eight and nine, and so the data from uh, going from the Petra Piana Refuge to Vitsavona here, twenty one k. And uh, about 1,100 meters elevation gain. Walking time. Uh, well, on the I mean, for me on the ground, it was like seven hours. For, anyway, it took us like, it took us all day. It took us 12 hours, yeah. including stops. So call it 10 and a half, which is exactly what the um, data's guidebook showed. So that's a nice, that's good to yeah. know. We're on pace. Um, how was the day, Anthony? What'd you see out there? <clears throat> I don't remember the day. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. <laughs> My legs are so beat. Um, let's see. I feel like we made it through the first stage relatively quick. Sorry about the noise there. Um, the first yeah. stage felt like it was pretty quick. I don't. I, yeah. So the first stage is we got. To the Onda Refuge. So yeah. from, from Pietro Piano, we went uh, up onto oh. the ridge. Beautiful walk along the ridge in the morning. Really, really super nice uh, along the spine of this ridge. Mm. And then... Oh, I had to cl- I, I like climbed up this little chute. That was like, like the highlight for stage. The first yeah. stage for me. That was cool. I was, was up above Anthony like 
Yeah. Well, it was off the trail, and then I needed to like kind of mm. go try to find the trail, or just kind of climb straight up through this grassy rock. Yeah. And I climbed up through it. It was a little nerve wracking in a minute there, but it was life affirming. I mentioned that's the that's the doubt to me. I should I should say that because mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm climbing, when I get in like a but when I get into like a bit of a not scary, but just a little bit of a stressful part where I'm like outside, you know, it's like a test of my skill in some way. I kind of feel like I'm in a metaphor. That's like how my brain starts to work. And it, I felt like it was in this, this little dialogue with myself where I'm like, can I take this path? And then it was like my own life path, mm-hmm. you know, like having this, I, I was in like an existential thing while well, you've taken this alternate path in your own life. And is that a wrong path? And then somehow, like, I got resolution on my life choices and path. Oh, everything all at once. And was able to climb up this little thing that, you know, was like maybe a path no one had ever taken or was less, much less popular path. So it was a neat little metaphor. And it was exhilarating. And yeah, I just felt like, oh, it's so life affirming. Like, I feel like I can. I the road less traveled. Validated my life choices up to that point. In other words. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was nice. That was like, my, I think, my memory from the first. Well, then we had this long, very rocky descent. It was deceptive because it, mm. it looked kind of pleasant from, or it would have looked sort of pleasant from far away. Yeah. As if you're walking down like a grassy hillside. Right. But far from it. <laughs> far from it. <laughs> just like It was like moguls a 800 meters downhill. It was like hectic, eroded rock, rock, rock. Oh, I fell. Yeah, and we fell. I was, um, as I mentioned, I was, well, I mentioned to you, I was, I was trying to figure out how I was going to deliver to the group my discovery that I was correct, that wounds should be kept uh, moist versus dry. Which is, which is not, not true, but... Bowen doesn't think it's true. He's going to be... It's insane. He's going to be very embarrassed when the research, when Dirk brings, presents the research for the future update. This is... Um, but this fact, is why you fell down because well, you I was were thinking of how I was going to present the information <laughs> to you guys because, like, you know, it was me think against about the metaphor. three people, and then Katoos, and then I fell. <laughs> you fell, <laughs> but I'm very good at rolling my ankles from ultimate frisbee, so I didn't really get hurt. But I was yeah. like, oh, don't you know? Still have to be careful, even on these things. It seemed like they should be easy, but it was grassy, so it was not easy. That was a brutal descent. <sighs> And then we got lost and kind of getting to the lodge. We just like... Well, we went up, 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 to, up to for the downstroke, you know. Uh, yeah. Then we got to this nice little refuge there, Onda. And uh, we had lunch there with the Italians. The, sorry, not the Italians, the Sardinians. Isardi. They're not, not Italian. Uh, nice lunch there. Beautiful little place. Uh, and then we, then we began the, uh, the second stage. Oh, they had a nice potato vegetable soup there. Oh, yeah. They had, it was a good was lunch. Nice. <laughs> Omelette, pasta. Big bowl of pasta. Horses. And um, good water. Coffee. I had coffee. Yeah. So we spent, we had kind of a little leisurely stop there. Yeah, like a yeah, forty five minutes, you know, or something. So um, that was great. And then I was fiddling around a bit. I was so excited because I was able to download yesterday at the other place. I doubt my favorite band Fish. 
I downloaded their like, entire concert. Kind of like the Grateful Dead, right? Well, <laughs> they're goofier. I mean, I've been following around the country since I was 16. Yeah, yeah. And their tour started on 27th. So I was able to down, like, download for offline listening uh, the first show of the tour. Oh, sick. And fired up my headphones and yeah. basically was, you. I think you took a THC gummy. Yeah, half a one, so 2.5 yeah. milligrams. So it's kind of like a fish show. Some people run yeah. THCs and were listening to fish. Yeah, it, it, I found it helps on the endurance days. Like, it gives me some extra energy and... Yeah, but when the concert got going, that was, was so such a boost. It was a three-hour energy boost for me. I was like, yeah, running up the hill, fucking dancing. Like I was really in an altered space with the music. It was so nice to hear music after yeah a week or so of no music, and they're my favorite band. And like it was this weird kind of, you know, runners high, like hiking high. I mean, it was very interesting. Like, the music was like overlaying over all the things that were happening, and there was all these little nested metaphors and synchronicities oh, right. coming really up. Synchronicities. Yeah, right. it was so to cool. Later. So yeah, it was like the whole the whole thing just synced up. You know, like yeah. There was a moment where you came over the mountain, and there was like yodeling in the fish song. <laughs> you were like sitting with your arms stretched out, looking over the valley. And that woman this morning was a yodeler. So, you know, it was like... It was and good. she played the saxophone. It's quite psychedelic. So, oh, yeah. Heidi. Heidi. Like, the, the, the female half of this couple, this older couple from, from Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah, tells me that... So sweet, those two. Her saxophone teacher, his name Peter, I don't know, anyway. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, well, the hike up there, was that was awesome. The hike up the beginning of the second stage, the, the clouds started to come in. It was just absolutely beautiful weather and uh, cloud show. Oh, yeah. And then we got to the top of that deal and kind of said goodbye there to the, like, the northern, the whole northern section. Because from there, you drop down over the pass, another one of these portals, like you go through a portal, like mm. a wall, a rampart is the word, mm. of rock up there at the top of the ridge and once you step through the portal you're you're like on the other side one side disappears right and then a new whole view to the south appears in like one step yeah and we stepped through the portal (laughs) and like we had been you know looking forward to some like an easier gradient (laughs) of descent to Vitsavona and we were let's just say we were sadly mistaken on that yeah. score, because oh, it was oh, it's quite a long haul of just rocky, rocky, steep rock, knobby rocks, back and forth. sharp rocks, all kinds of rocks. Oh god, just the rocks! <laughs> so much rock. You're just surrounded oh. by rock on all sides, and eventually, I mean, but well, we found some of the coolest, like. Swimming hole situations, yeah. ever. I've ever been in my entire life. I mean, eventually we got down to the lower part of the valley where the the gradient did moderate quite a lot. Uh, it was still pretty rocky until the very end, but at that point, yeah, there's all of the little streams and waterfalls in that watershed there started to collect into a little river, and um, as rivers do with granite, they make amazing pools smooth, big, 
man, wow. Mm. And finally, we're, we got down this little bridge, and I saw this big, deep, round pool below us. And so we stopped there, jumped in, swam there a bit, soaked our legs. Oh, it was so nice. That was awesome. And then we had to put our boots back on, our shoes back on. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, it was still 5K or so. But it took so, for me, it took so long. Yeah, it was it was five or yeah, took so long. even six k. I'm not sure from there. And uh, I took off like double time and thinking that I'd be able to run on the trail mm-hmm. <laughs> from there. Trying to get to Vitsavona, I'm thinking there's a town, like trying to get to the town of Vitsavona. Yeah. To get to the pharmacy so I could get some cortisone cream (laughs) to put on my fucking body because of the processionary caterpillar moth infestation. (laughs) Now I've learned about this whole thing. Right. These little fuckers we've been seeing, I mean, I haven't seen since I was here in Abrati, and they make these ugly nests in the pine trees. They they consume the pine needles and kill the pine trees. And it turns out on top of that, like... On top of killing the forest, the pine forest, they're like the the hairs on their bodies are highly insidious and like poisonous and inflammatory, and they like you can catch you can get the hairs on you in the water, or just by walking under a tree that these caterpillars are on, and now. So like What's I've been it, infested with these things. What does it but, feel like? Because you've had this for a few days. Yeah, it's, it's like itchy. four days now. It's itchy, and you get these sort of hives. Oh. It's fucking terrible. Um, the Germans warned me, and I. I and you were very, you were vocally warning me about it too. Yeah, I was, and I I'm glad you don't have it. Um, I'm not sure how, because we've been in all the same situations, but. Uh. Anyway, there is no town in Bitsavona. I did get here by running the last 5K. There's no town, but there's, there's a train stop, a bar, and a hotel. And so uh, we got here, we checked in in a rush, had dinner, and here we are. Now we're, now we're watching the sunset. Um, so that was today. Tomorrow on the thirteen day plan. Um, hang on. Yeah. So tomorrow, per the per Dirk's thirteen day plan, Dirk's guidebook, we actually have the longest day of the whole the whole deal. <laughs> um, it should be easier walking. I mean, I really believe that it will be because it's... <laughs> Dirk even sent us a report. Oh, yes. He sent us a report. Um, uh, we'll, we'll edit it in. Yeah, we'll, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> um, I'll also link to the fish show in the show notes. Yeah, well, we're going to link to it. Like, everything will be in the show notes. Um, mm. So we're going to have breakfast at 7. The little shop opens at 7. So... Uh, Let's we'll be let's be packed up and then we'll have breakfast and split. How's that sound? Because we're gonna need all day to get there. Yeah. You down with that? 
by seven. I'm putting it in my calendar right now. So, so we'll pack before breakfast. Breakfast at seven. Be up at six. Or yeah, we'll six be packed eight. before breakfast. Yes, I'm into it. All right, cool. Then we'll be ready to go after breakfast. That's the plan for tomorrow. <clears throat> um, what else came up today out there? Well, we talked about the caterpillars, so there was that. Synced up with fish. That was happening. I can think of what else was happening for me out there. Some good swimming. There's just a lot of endurance. I think it's like the psychological challenge of the new terrain, you know, like I feel much more comfortable climbing these things. I think the first few days it was just so novel and new that I was overwhelmed with that. I don't have that overwhelm, but it just is like endurance. It's just like, for me, still a challenge to keep, I mean, there's no option. There's not an option. I can like get in my sleeping bag on the trail, I guess, and just like <laughs> cuddle up and get, you know, like there's not much of an option. Like, no um, you're not really you're not allowed to sleep on the trail. <laughs> um, but it was yeah. The end of the day was kind of grueling, and there's not much time for much else. Um, yeah, in this phase, especially not to get a massage, it's like I cannot wait. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Bethany for sorting out my fucked up travel remotely. My um, co-pilot assistant Bethany. So you don't have to go to Madrid. Yeah, for some reason, the American Airlines booked me to fly out of Madrid, even though I flew to Nice, so... That got sorted out. I think she only went and hold for three hours, so... <laughs> Thank God for her. <laughs> sorted out. Uh, um, and... What else? Well, yeah, I had a mega, I mean, endurance day. And I, I think towards the end... Yeah, I mean, I got, you know, it was like sort of a like runner's high and adrenaline, you know, yeah. I I ran the last 5K with, you know, with my pack and um, in this, you know, kind of state where like I, you know, it felt, it felt good to be running with my 25 pound pack. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm still kind of winding down the adrenaline from that. Um, it's, it's definitely a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I get really, you can't do the phone and the podcast at the same time. What? <laughs> it doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I had that writer's eye. I would, but that was like right after lunch for me. I was like having yeah, overwhelming, yeah. beautiful, like, Super energy with the fish. It was just so good. Unitive experience. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get back in. I mean, if I could have that towards the end, that'd be great. I don't know if I need to push into some other thing or how to come back. Need more that. music. But like, it definitely showed up when I was like running, you know, just like running up these hills. I mean, I had a burst. Of energy yeah, you much. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was feeling good then, yeah. Right at the end, after soaking my legs and everything, that was that was effective. Um, hmm. It was yeah, a beautiful day, and tomorrow is like our. I guess is it the longer day? Is it? It's about the same as a little bit shorter than today. No, it's, I covered that already. Maybe you. 
Maybe well, my short-term memory is not is, is already resting as far as It's about the same as today, but less steep. It's longer. It's longer. But the time is shorter in the book. <laughs> we yeah. often we often get into these things because I will try. I try to find the most like op- <laughs> most optimistic statistic yeah. to quote. I was like, hey, we're halfway done. <laughs> you know, like that just helps me a lot. I right, just have the right. most like. Psychological you know, statistics, like the yeah, the press, the PR, the the, the publicist yeah. spins the trail for me, so I can say, oh yeah, it's. I I'll share something more, or I mean, that came to me when I was coming down from the last ridge, mm-hmm. and um, thinking about my relationship with Christine, and I was. I've been thinking a lot about lately that is this like this year about well the phrase that came to me is is the boy who never was and that's really like the kids that I don't have hmm. and I've it's always been a question for me and I've decided like many times basically not you know to not have kids I've had the opportunity and I've been happy to be free and all this you know just have the freedom that you know I wouldn't otherwise have um it just keeps coming up it's well that is this year it's come up really strongly like grief basically Mm. about not having kids and um that came up today when you were in the descent yeah Mm. And and it like represents or you know goes to sort of the the, the grief about what you know it's what's led to that or just like I feel about my family my history and and when Christine and I well I mean I was last year when I was spending time with her in L A quite a bit. There were a couple times she said to me, like, wow, you know, she's past the age of being able to have kids. Um, but she said to me a couple times like, that I, she wished that, you know, that we could have a kid, hmm. have a child together. And um, that, of course, really, I felt that very deeply. And I really didn't really have that much to say you know, at the time. I mean, I... You know, what's to say? It's like, well, you, you know, she's 57 hmm. um, now, 56 then. And... Uh, How old are you? I'm 52. Hmm. Um, Do you ever adopt a kid or like a foster kid, like an older kid? Well, that's what occurred to me today, was that we could, we could adopt a child. Um, and... Um, I think that'd be awesome. Well... You know, I'm more, yeah, thanks. Um, if you chose to do it, I think it would be very beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's... You could give a very cool... I'm not so interested in your opinion on it right now. I'm trying to express what came to me. Mm-hmm.
So I'm saying I, I, I saw that possibility and um, at the same time, I mean, we're, you know, well, anyway, aside from the, the other practicalities of where our lives are at, um, yeah, I saw that possibility and was, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful idea. It's, and I see it, it it's, at least it's possible, it's possible. I mean, well, you know, who knows, but I, I see it as at least something I would consider now um, with her. And yeah, I feel that was inspired by somehow by, by today's experience. Um, I think that partly the, the capability that I feel in, in moving like it's it gets down to the the very very physical the you know the capability that I feel of moving in the mountains helps to make me feel like I you know like I'm capable of of anything and uh, so yeah that's a, that's a that's an opening. Happy to have had that come to me today. Mm. We'll see. Factor in everyone's life. I know it's been factor in yours. Yeah, I mean, I had a miscarriage last last year, a year and a half ago. That was a pretty defining experience. Um, pretty painful, magical, not all these things at once. And it does, yeah, like kids definitely feel like an important thing. I don't like what I'm dating. It just feels like that's a big piece of it is just thinking about how's this person going to be with a kid? Mm -hmm. How are we going to be together? Like those dynamics are really like what a lot of my energy seems to kind of be in a question around. Mm -hmm. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I think that there's some, and I haven't like revisited the feeling, like the feeling, feelings of having a kid since this trip, but it's generally something that I'm like interested in or I feel drawn towards, but also have like some fear around. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely always had a lot of fear that it would interfere with my freedom, both literally like physically, time-wise, and financially. Um, and that's all true. That's all true. Um, I think what, I don't know, the opening I had today about it was like, again, just feeling more capable. Um, and 
I've just, yeah, I've really felt these last several months in a way that I haven't felt so much in the past, like the desire to have an experience and, you know, to share my experience with a child with a, yeah, and how even if I, you know, continue to like to choose not to, or if it doesn't happen for me that, you know, that that's, that's, that's okay as well. I mean, there's just, there's, there's so many possible paths in life and, you know, I can only live one of them. And so I have to be okay. And I am with like not living many of my possible lives. Um, and it's also true. It's, it feels, it feels like kind of a tragedy, um, to, or there's a, or there is a tragic set feeling to not having children. Like, like it's, for me, it feels like the result of these, to, to some extent, the result of like damage done in, in earlier life and negative things that came out of this fear and um, fear mostly. So whatever the result is, like I'm glad that I'm feeling more less fear about it. Hmm. Well, I'm feeling pretty exhausted. Indeed. Okay, closing hmm. question. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite piece of equipment or clothing that you have with you on this trip? Mm -hmm. Anything that's just like working perfectly, that's just awesome, that you're really just loving this little piece of whatever it is? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a hard, it's a toss-up between my, the cotton yoga pants that I have. Ooh, my friend Evans company Crow Collective makes them. And they're very, very comfy. I've been putting them on every day after we get back and it's just like a nice like Mr. Rogers changing into a zip up <laughs> totally ritual. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm done with that and in these things and now I just feel cozy. Yeah. Um I also really love the sleeping bag because it's been keeping me warm and it's like really light and nice. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but I think the pants because I, I mean, I couldn't really get rid of the suit bag, but I could have not brought the pants, and I'm really grateful that I did because they're really nice and they keep things nice. Yeah, the comfy pants. It's kind of funny. I've got, yeah. I got mine too. You know, and like they, it's extra weight, but I'm, I'm <sighs> glad I have them. Um, today, though, I would just say those running shorts those rabbit running shorts that I was wearing today because they're super comfortable and uh, those are working great. I think if, you know, in, in future, I was thinking about like what I would pack 
on a trip like this in the future, and of course it would be less. <sighs> and uh, to begin with, I would just bring like two pairs of those running shorts and just switch out between them. All right, there you go. That's a little equipment, favorite equipment rundown. And uh, that was day eight. Day eight, stage eight and nine combined on the GR20. Episode eight. We're doing the goat work here in Corsica. (laughs) Stay with us. See you tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, bonus episode. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's going to be available to all. All listeners, <laughs> as a bonus. Yeah. All right. All right. Signing off. We'll yeah, it's, it'll all be the show notes. Good night. Join us tomorrow as we continue along the GR20, one step closer to becoming the goats that we came here to be.